Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy and on location, Star Wars Celebration 2019 in Chicago, I'm Ken Napsok. And I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And we're here to, well, break down, dig in, and just enjoy the hell out of the rise of Skywalker Star Wars Episode 9 teaser trailer that was revealed yesterday for us at the time of this recording. Uh, Joseph, we I guess first we should talk about us 
getting uh, the pleasure of being there. Being in the room. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. It was some hurdles we jumped uh, to be there. But then the the tension of sitting in that room for two hours before the panel. <laughs> and the panel itself, which was very interesting and had yeah. some really fun information, those big pops of images. But then that just that tension of like, oh, man, Stephen Colbert, you're being very funny. They're not going to answer that question. That's very funny. Show me the trailer. Let's get uh, to it. Finally getting to it and then finally just feeling <laughs> that ex- explosion of just shock and fun yeah. and joy and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it's it's the, the, that community of Star Wars celebration that we talk about. And and that's why uh, that's why there's a lot of fun when you're out here, because that's it's not just what you're seeing and what you're getting. You're surrounded by the fans. And we did feel that we felt the love. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big applause for Kelly Marie Chan, all sorts of great stuff in the past. But yeah, man. Yeah, getting to that trailer uh, and mm-hmm. seeing Ian McDermott. Oh, yeah. Live. I think that is probably like one of my favorite uh, moments as a Star Wars fan over just your whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about the trailer, but obviously yeah. uh, uh, the the Palpatine laugh. But then to be in that room, yeah. lights go dark, the stage lights go red, and you see his shadow. And yeah. I, I mean, I, I think a lot of people were like, "Yes, of course, it's him." But I, yeah. I felt like half the room was like, yes, of course, it's him. Of course, yeah. And then when lights fully come up and the room just <laughs> exploded in that pitch-perfect Palpatine, what we love about him, yes, amazing, intriguing, interesting character, yeah. and also just over-the-top and, and deliciously absurd in the fact that yes. they leaned into it with him saying the, roll it again, <laughs> and then dropping the mic. A planned uh, mic drop, too. A planned mic drop, um, yeah. So great. And yeah, look, there's a lot of going to be going to be a lot of excitement and adrenaline in the way we take this in and and we're, you know, got to experience it. Uh, So, yeah, I think that's going to add a couple points to our excitement. Right. But this is why Joseph and I are recording this a day later. We're not doing a sit down and let's scream into a mic because we just (laughs) saw something we clearly loved and we clearly loved it. And J.J. makes good trailers and and trailers just in general are an awesome art form. So. Um, there's that, but we, we took our time and we wanted to really dive in to what we think about, uh, what we saw, what we might've learned, what we maybe, uh, are already speculating wildly. And that's part of <laughs> the fun. So we're not going to hold back here today. Um, and Joseph, we, we always love talking about our central theme. So let's dive into the, the central theme of what we, or themes we feel we got here. Yeah. Yeah. I think my biggest picture general reaction was that the trailer was, what I both wanted, hoped for, kind of expected Mm -hmm. in terms of really this big picture story of the sequel trilogy and of Star Wars in general, that it's about passing uh, the torch, passing the laser sword, (laughs) passing the lightsaber (laughs) on to a new generation and how powerful even the word generation is in that trailer. Mm -hmm. The weight of Luke being the voiceover in saying to Rey, like, I feel like uh, I got so much of what I wanted from that. Yeah. And then this great surprise of Palpatine, which we'll talk a lot more Absolutely. about Palpatine. But I think in some ways, like the the most uh, heart-stopping moment of the trailer is right at the beginning when Luke is saying, we have passed on yeah. all that we know, a thousand generations live in you. And then cutting to that shot of Rey having Han's blaster, uh-huh. Luke's lightsaber. So this, yeah. this great storytelling in the sequel trilogy of these are the physical artifacts, the totems. The totems of the collected the talismans of the collected knowledge and experiences of the generations we've lived through as fans. Right. And now Ray is 
you know, take realizing that she has the power. She's in, doesn't matter if she's no one. Yeah, she's going to take up the sword. She is, and, and I, I really, you know, when you start breaking it down frame by frame, uh, the Luke Skywalker voiceover at the beginning. I mean, and and, and that the the title, not the title card, but the the the, the every legend, uh, every generation has a legend thing. I mean, that is to me just our answer about. Not necessarily who's who and who has a last name and who has all that, but just like who is the center of our story. And I think Kylo is definitely it's a co. Uh, 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 <laughs> I was almost said protagonist, the old uh, red letter media joke, uh, the protagonist um, of this of the story. But it's definitely Ray. It's definitely Ray that this is going to come down to. And and Luke using we we've trained you, yeah, which could be we will be with you always. We will yeah. be with you always which could easily mean yep force goes Loda, yoda or force goes anakin i'm hearing a lot of that but it also to mean like he said a thousand generations passed down we have put this to you in these little books and your training uh yeah and it seemed like the jedi but it also seemed like we the yeah. skywalkers the organas the yes. solos mm-hmm. the antilles all of us and there's a lot of people out there uh you know doing wonderful breakdowns and and uh, and all those kind of things but I think don't skip over this, you know, and don't skip over. I'll tell you one thing. Ray is breathing, right? Yeah. She she has taken a breath. She's breathing. What did Luke tell her last movie? Just breathe. breathe. What did Maz tell her the first Just movie? Breathe. Close your eyes Close your and <laughs> let, let the force in, you know, yeah. let it go. We, we are seeing uh, Ray answer all that. Yeah. All of right her here. lessons in action. Yeah. And uh, we talked about on our last episode when we made a bunch of predictions mm-hmm. uh, and, and thoughts. How much the trailer's big picture haven't lied to us. They've told us the emotional truth of what the movie is. Mm-hmm. And this trailer is telling us so solidly it's about passing on what you have learned. It's about, yep, there's destiny and fate. But more importantly, there's the choice yeah. of what you choose to do. Whether you're the most powerful Jedi ever, because the Force happened to you know be strong with you like Rey, or if you're... You know, the smuggler Han Solo who decided to turn around the first movie right. and help Luke Skywalker, you have the choice. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's what this movie is about. They're telling us as clearly as they can. They, and and they, it's very moving to me. Yeah, they have, like, like you keep, you, you, you've said, uh, and we've talked obviously a lot about this in cab rides <laughs> over and everything in, in Celebration. Like, the, the, none of these trailers, they might have fun and they might have mystery and intrigue and things you don't know, but. The, that emotional truth. We always talk about the emotional canon of Star Wars. Yeah, and these new um, things, and when people, you know, are these connected? Yeah, they're connected. The emotional truths and in, in, in the emotional canon timeline is there, and just as this this intro enough. Yeah, it was like, yeah, here's we we are seeing what we've uh, the last two movies have uh, have talked this character. Yeah, that's and, exciting. And all of them, like I think yeah. their focus is on Ray, but we certainly see that that's that's where Poe, Finn, Rose, that's where everybody is. Absolutely. And uh, the uh, the tie silencer, or I don't think it's the specific tie silencer. Tie silencer. We can start doing those frame by frames and getting all, <laughs> and then uh, the visual dictionaries will be released. But it's definitely the tie silencer model with the red tricked out kind of. Uh, uh, Kylo Ren's like, all of it's going to be red now. Yeah, he's like, I'm extra angry. I would like to reflect it on my ship. <laughs> I did like the Praetorian Guards. Um, <laughs> it's Praetorian Guard blood, blood. <laughs> on his tie silencer. <laughs> <Straight down. laughs> just, can we just talk about the, the force jump 
that everyone's. I mean, we're not going to be doing a frame by frame breakup, but I. That's a great way to just take you into the trailer. It is, you <laughs> know what, and that's that's the thing too. Of like, uh, there's so much about. I always rattle on about Star Wars being, you know, the mix of new and old, going back to the beginning, right. where it feels like oh, it's this old story, of, mm-hmm. but it was shockingly new to people in 1977. The way it looked and yeah, felt yeah. and sounded, and this trailer has that spirit of. Yeah. There's something about Ray and Kylo's standoff there mm-hmm. that evokes a little bit of the force projection. Luke versus yeah. Kylo, kind of samurai, <laughs> you know, it's, straight it's, straight line, two people coming together. So you got a little bit of that connection. Oh, it's great. Uh, and the shot of the blade, yeah. But yeah. it also just feels new for Star Wars. It feels like the kind of thing that... You you kind of like what if what if sometime a bad guy was running at a Jedi with the lightsaber and they just flipped over and like cut the wings off maybe like yeah. it's so like great yeah. playground new fun stuff in Star Wars as well as feeling like really old. old. Is is this is Kylo uh, the uh, Charlie Brown trying to kick a football on Star Wars, <laughs> and everything just keeps moved away? And I mean, we're assuming it's Kylo. They do that push in that that shot of the uh, of the gloved hands. But yeah, we, we don't know. We don't know, and we're not worried about too much of that stuff. We'll have a lot of time to talk about that. Oh, of course, yes. when we get back with Jennifer on the mainland, uh, we will uh, have even more to discuss about it there. But we, we, we're looking at the themes. So what, what's the next theme on, on, your, on your docket there? Let's talk about Palpatine. Oh, yes. Because if one half of the trailer was, this is where the story has naturally been going, mm-hmm. handing it off to the new generation, yeah. the surprise was Palpatine, right? Yeah. Uh, I feel like we've talked about a lot about feeling like, yeah, he, he'll be a presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about maybe uh, Holocron or whatever, or right. Force Vision, but it appears like he is the big bad. Mm. So how did you, I just want to know mm. first how you feel about that idea, if that is the mm. truth. I I love the idea. I still think it's about the execution. Yeah. Uh, and I I re- the way it was presented in this trailer gives me confidence, and that's why I'm really excited about it. Uh, I know there's a lot about trying to predict and who was what and who was who, who thought this was going to happen. I-, I like to see what happens versus what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Um, so did I factor in Palpatine a year and a half ago at the end of Last Jedi? No, I did not. I know others who did, and we we've heard that, but seeing it there. Clone Palpatine, or I'm his brother Shive, all these kind of things, all these kind of legends kind of things I don't want, but I have to trust the creators, right? I have to say, okay, uh, does it make sense? And yes, Palpatine being there in any way, shape, or form, even if it's just his face on a sentinel droid, and I don't think that's it, it does make sense. Yeah. We, We talked about... Uh, this phantom quote uh, that J.J. is going to connect all nine. There's been versions of that, but I don't think you couldn't tie it to an exact moment. Um, This does make sense. Yeah. What connects all movies? The one evil at the center of it all. Yeah. Sheev Palpatine. Yeah. If this is a story in three parts about three generations fighting evil, it mm -hmm. makes sense and it works for me that he is a manifestation of that evil. Right. Because I think like this big theme is, well... Now, every generation has a legend. You know, no one is ever just going to win, yeah. and then everything's fine forever. You're going to get times of peace because the heroes have stood up and, and had the good fight and kept right. fighting the good fight. And to me, it makes sense if that is a large theme of, well, the darkness will return, and every generation has to stand up against it right? in order to make all nine of these movies one story, to have it be like, in the personification of that idea mm-hmm. is Darth Sidious, yeah. Sheev, Palpatine, that idea, like, because it makes it really 
concrete, this yeah. idea of recurring darkness. Yeah, and, and, and there's poetry there, right? This, if the, you know, Return of the Jedi, he finally shows up after we see him, we hear about him. You know, uh, it, it hangs over the Force. Vader probably hangs over a little bit more over Force Awakens, much like A New Hope. Uh, uh, Hamill, uh, Luke Skywalker mentions Sidious and all that kind of stuff. And now, now he, he being back in some kind of way, shape, or form. Again, I, I hope... It isn't just as simple as a clone or just that, but it will say, I trust the way they, the way they took the time to not just show us in the teaser trailer, but to bring, bring McDermott out there yes. shows that they feel really confident in how they're doing it, that it's going to be accepted. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was one of the things that made me just, uh, so all in that I wept. Like I was, uh, I was getting teary at the beginning of the trailer, <laughs> but like, uh, full tears running down my face at Palpatine's return, yeah, but Ian McDermott's return because he is a fabulous, amazing mm-hmm. actor who's gone on this bizarre journey, <laughs> starting when he was like thirty-five in nineteen eighty-three. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the sh- fact that they walked him out does tell me, like, yeah, maybe it's only three scenes in the third act with Palpatine, even though right. he's the big bad. But right. they they are going to be juicy. He yeah. is going to chew, eat. Force lightning the scenery, <laughs> and it's going to be great. Unlimited power. Yeah, he's a you know, stage actor, a Shakespearean uh, stage actor, f- takes a takes a movie role after having, I think, one appearance on screen. Ah, sure, I'll be this guy. And now it's years later, and he does. he's still, roll it again, was now, I think yeah. that's one of the best Emperor lines ever, and it's in a panel. <laughs> yeah, and as far as him being, uh, I, I think, again, it might be the emotional big bad. I don't know. At this point, are we going to have a final confrontation with with lightsabers between Sidious and Kylo and Rey or anything weird? I don't think so. Yeah. I think he is the emotional big bad. And and it doesn't take we already know if you're worried about how to connect it up, you know, and you shouldn't just enjoy what's being put out in front of you. But we know that Snoke's aware of who these people are. We know that he's like, oh, I know uh, Sheev and, and old Vader didn't do things perfectly. I'm going to I got gonna do it better. Gold robe and we're going to do it better. Um, <laughs> nice try. Yeah. Snoke. <laughs> and the fact that uh, this this is what's we don't. And I, look, I'm now I'm look at me. Look at me wildly speculating that this is directly tied to Snoke. It might not be. It might just be another kind of uh, uh, plot point, you know, emotional yeah. MacGuffin. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the how, because that yeah. is we're walking around Star Wars Celebration having great conversations with uh, lots of fans. Thank you to everyone who, who has uh, said hello and asked oh, us about absolutely. the trailer. A thing that seems to be on a lot of fans' minds mm-hmm. is how is Palpatine coming back in, right. worrying about the execution. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you to everyone who stopped us. That's been great, because it's been, hi, nice to meet you. Can I... Can I ask you yeah. about a Palpatine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm worried about the execution. Yeah, uh, I, I've wildly speculated. What do you think you have? Yeah, my immediate just uh, uh, gut reaction is that seeing that uh, Death Star wreckage mm-hmm. is the introduction in no one's uh, ever really gone, and then the Palpatine laugh. The way it was introduced, mm-hmm. there's been so much in canon about Sith. Not being Force ghosts, because that's mm-hmm. a thing you train for, that you're selfless. That's a Jedi power. Right. But there's lots about Sith hauntings, right? There's yeah. masks and various totems that uh, that uh, are talismans that mm-hmm. sort of suck up the dark side energy. Right. And to me, like, that shot in Return of the Jedi where Palpatine is thrown down the shaft, there's mm-hmm. that explosion of the weird, eerie blue light. Yeah. That it would make sense to me mm-hmm. that it's not like, oh, he survived. His body's a little bit broken, but he's been taking a nap under that wreckage physically. <laughs> But that deep within this, you know, twisted machinery mm-hmm. of the Death Star, a yeah. thing that's built for fear and terror and destruction, that's just mm. like 
oozing with his spirit in that this is my wild speculation. Yeah. Not even speculating responsibly. Yeah. That a part of the movie is going to be resistance and first order chasing down some sort of MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. We've speculated before that it might be some sort of artifact. Right. And if it is, like, there's this power on this planet that mm-hmm. they that Kylo thinks will turn the tide, and it is basically the awakening of the spirit of Palpatine, whether Palpatine takes form, right. whether he possesses Kylo, however it's done. I got really excited about it because it's just that idea to me about a haunting. Yeah. About someone as powerful as Sidious just clinging desperately to life. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think we should really lean into that because I, I love this. And we, we did the we did the Four Center Main show about this a while ago. If you guys want to refer uh, back to that, uh, take a listen to that. And I, I think it's important because uh, we have other examples. You mentioned canon, the, a lot of the comics lately, the, the Vader comic. Yeah. Um, with with the moment uh, around Vader's castle, all that kind of stuff. Um, so look, look at Dagobah. Yeah. Dagobah is a concentrated dark side energy place, you yeah. know? Um, and look at the Clone Wars episodes where, uh, you know, a little uh, devilish gnome Yoda <laughs> attacks himself and, and where uh, Bane uh, also, uh, that, that, the, not, that, that's not on Dagobah, right? He goes to uh, Morban. Morban. Yeah. But that, that shows that that's where Bane is. And so this isn't... It's, in Morban is like soaked in evil. Right. Right. It might not be evil personified into one single identity, but right. but it's still setting up that idea of like once they touch yeah. places, you know, you, you can't you, you can't the, get the Sith out. You our, know? <laughs> our burritos are soaked in anger and evil. Um, yeah. So this is there is total connective canon tissue to to uh, through all these kind of hauntings. And I'm excited about that kind of idea. Yeah. And it all just feels very to me mm-hmm. in my mind. Uh, and again, I could be speculating irresponsibly. It Please feels do mythic, dark, gothic. It feels mm-hmm. fantasy, not science fiction. I don't feel like we're going to learn, like, and this is where Palpatine's thumbnail landed. Right. Not on the Endor moon, but maybe on Endor proper, the actual mm-hmm. planet or whatever, and then somebody got the thumbnail, and they made a clone, and he's been hiding. <laughs> I don't feel like it's going to be science fiction. I feel like yes. it's going to be dark fantasy, and that feels like Star Wars to me, and that's why I'm not yeah. worried, but rather excited about the execution you, of how Palpatine comes back. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm excited, I'm excited, that's, I, what, the, use the word gothic, I love that idea, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't mean to turn to that, that kind of conversation, but that's all, was always kind of my problem with Legends, it was the, the thumbnail of someone turned into this, yeah. and it's this just, clones, right? Um, and that's why I make fun of it a little bit. But if you love that stuff, I, I, I'm right there with you. There's a lot of things I, I can pull from and love. But I love what you just described, which is this: it's it's this mythical big bad idea, yeah. this connective thing. You know, we're d- dealing with Game of Thrones with who is the Night King. You know, we'll find. We don't need to know every little detail. We just need to know he's there. And 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 I, I'm excited. That laugh was just that laugh is so powerful. <laughs> I've, watched, yeah. I've watched it. 20 times just for the laugh. I've watched it 30 times for Lando, but, you know, the laugh is there as well. Uh, yeah, I had one other thought about Palpatine, and then we can move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, no, so much else to talk about uh, uh, and, and to, to pull the curtain back on, on real life here. Uh, Ken and I at Star Wars Celebration, we're, we're sharing a hotel room. Yeah. Uh, and uh, kind of Bert and Ernie getting ready for bed <laughs> in, our, in our separate beds. So, so right. We, we were, I'm we talking were, to the worms in the, in the plant <laughs> sill, uh, the windowsill. Yep. We were both uh, watching the trailer on our phones again last night, and, and like, okay, well, time for bed. All right, good night, good night. And then I had a thought, and I almost like, I was like, Ken, Ken, are you still awake? <laughs> the old slumber party routine? Yeah, exactly. Ken, are you asleep yet? Because <laughs> I had a thought. I was going through my mind now that we've seen the trailer of the casting that we don't know about. Uh-huh. And it just suddenly struck me like, Richard E. Grant, who would he play? Hmm. An imperial dignitary. Janice Grichettis? You know. Similu? <laughs> Janice Grichettis? Or at least that kind of type, yeah. that sort of Sith acolyte. And I can see mm. some sort of amazing, dark, scary scene of Richard E. Grant leading a cult of dark force worshippers doing yeah. some sort of Sith ceremony, which we've seen a ton of in yeah. Clone Wars. That is coming from the beating hearts of yeah. George Lucas and Dave Filoni of weird Sith arcane magic. 
with a K. Yeah. So magic with a K kind of crazy stuff. And that suddenly you're like, wow, wow. Wouldn't that be great if Richard E. Grant was like a Janice Grigetta similar type chanting I, over a pot and some Death Star wreckage? I, I, I could give it a chant over a pot. It's like reminding me for some reason of like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like he's Renee Belloc. Um I love that idea, you know, and Richard E. Grant dropped some clues, you know, along the way in interviews, uh, you know, it wasn't that the thought that he was someone familiar or anything. Yeah. Well, we know he's not Palpatine. Um, so I, I like that idea yeah. that he has something to do with it. Well, could I just could I just have this vision of of a purple and red kind <laughs> of, uh, you know, robe? Yeah, um, that's fantastic. I love that. Like, and my final thought on Palpatine, you mentioned it, um, his death uh, in Return of the Jedi. Uh, as a kid, I go back to my first feelings as a kid. That wasn't just an explosion. Explosion. That was that was like a ghost spirit. That was a haunting. That was scary. Yeah. When as a kid, when I'm watching that, and he blows up, and then the screams come up. It's like all this evil's leaving uh, the area, and everything. So, so I think it was right there. I think yeah. the DNA was there. And you go back to Revenge of the Sith when he makes the transformation into mm-hmm. full Sidious, which is mm-hmm. you know delightfully ambiguous between lightning damage and him going like I can't, I can't, I can't yeah. hold it. <laughs> uh, and uh, it seems like the true evil manifests. Yeah, and like you imagine all of that evil exploding out of him. Yeah, at the end of Return of the Jedi. And soaking that twisted machinery in evil. Uh, evil indeed. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm excited for yeah, that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, super excited. Um, I also wanted to touch briefly on, because it's so much mm. uh, what fans are talking about, uh, how much the, uh, the, the plot, the ideas of, I was going to say episode nine, but the rise of Skywalker, yeah. how much they'll relate to The Last Jedi. And I was really stoked watching mm. the trailer again to see how many just direct connections to the important ideas of Last Jedi. Not only the idea of mm-hmm. Last Jedi is all about our heroes learning from their mentors right. and getting to that place of being ready for leadership themselves, mm-hmm. but the fact that you know every generation has a legend. Yeah, all of Last Jedi is concerned about the difference between being a human who who has failure and how much the galaxy needs a legend to believe in mm-hmm. for hope. So you got that mm-hmm. key legend word. You got Luke yeah. saying, "No one's ever really gone in this great subversion of it's a hopeful." Mm-hmm. Nice thing when he says it to Leia in the Last Jedi, and now it's got these <laughs> dark implications that yeah, Han's spirit yeah. is still with us, and oh, uh, Palpatine's spirit quite <laughs> literally is still with us, and that's going to be a problem for us. But uh, having so many of those very yeah. specific ideas and even words mm-hmm. felt like to me just a great uh, synergy, a great energy and continuation of the ideas of the Last Jedi. Uh, it, it's um, that phrase no one has ever ever really gone as, as I think a now very important Star Wars phrase I just did the spotlight Star Wars and what it meant for me after the loss of my grandfather that's one of the phrases and you can and pull inspiration from that but then the fact that it is now something that, that, that Ryan Johnson put in the world and had Luke say and it's important now is, is part of this theme going forward with Nine that's and the way it's used, I, I'm pretty sure in context he's talking to to Ray, or you know maybe that's not even in the movie, but but yeah, this the way could it, just be for trailer. Yeah, this could just be a trailer, but the way the way it's used, like, no one's ever really gone. And then Jabba laughs. No, uh, and Pal- Palpatine laughs. Could you imagine? Could you imagine that? Oh, 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 oh man, there's got to be just a bunch of uh, alternate cuts with the oh. famous laughs of Star Wars. You get salacious in there. Yeah, <laughs> and they just do a cut of like the of Jabba's palace all run down, and that's where that's where Ray and everyone are walking. No to. one's ever really. It's gone. really powerful, and there's yeah, that it it uh, speaks a lot to to what was there at the end of eight. Uh, and 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 another, you have some other connections. I, I have one big one. I, yeah, please. I, 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 want, I want we talk about Kylo's helmet, which is is goes back to eight. And there's hub there's hubbub 
Joseph, there's hubbub there sometimes there's about hubbing and a hubbing about. Oh, the he's got his helmet back, and uh, you know JJ's uh, taking that helmet back, so to speak, from from what happened in eight. Now, here's my my thoughts on this: is is you know your boss tells you take that stupid hat off, um, and you do because he's your boss, and then you get mad and you destroy it because you have rage issues, and then you decide. I don't want to work here anymore. <laughs> and you, uh, you know, fire your boss, <laughs> get rid of him, and you're like, we're going to do it my way. And that's what I see with Kylo Ren. I think that throne room scene is him going, nope, I got the idea of how I want to do it, Snoke. And, of course, you're going to take your helmet, you're going to fix it, and you're going to go back to what you what you feel right. Yeah. Right or wrong, this is not a, this is the bad character, yes. so to speak. But from Kylo's perspective, and I, and I think it is not a. Uh, I I hate the term uh, retconning when it's not when it's just the next chapter of the story. Yeah. This is the next chapter of Kylo's story. It's evolving, not yeah. retconning. Yeah. Yes, I I uh, I am doubling down on who I am, and you know what? You told me to take off the helmet, and I know that helmet's not fake Vader. I know it's it's Kylo Ren, and that's who I am. I love that. Idea. I think that's exactly right, what you just said at, at the end, because I think that's the, the journey of that mask. Mm-hmm. In Force Awakens, it does feel like he's kind of wearing it like cosplay. He's, mm-hmm. he's feeling the pull of the light. He's literally looking at his grandfather's helmet. He is trying to emulate his grandfather. Right. And then Last Jedi goes on this journey of, even all of his elders are rejecting and mocking him. Right. And, and Stoke is basically just saying, you haven't earned that mask. You know, mm-hmm. in Force Awakens, it's great that, like, it's not covering any scars. He doesn't have any problems with his lungs. Right. It is. He's got beautiful hair. He's got beautiful hair. It's for show. Yeah. But by the time we get to Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker, he has all that yeah. damage. He yeah. is the leader. He is soaked in darkness he is scarred his face is mottled and messed up starting at the yeah. end of the last jedi of like that beginning of the dark side physically affecting his body so it makes sense to him uh, to me that that he would say uh i have i i understand how snoke was mocking me that i hadn't yeah. earned this yet yeah but now i have and in fact the helmet itself is this scarred monstrosity and it's yeah. doubling down on what he said to ray of like i am a monster yeah, that's what I I want to be. I want to be my own beast. Love that because that ties back to that scene in Force Awakens. That ties to the, the, the double interrogation scene, and like you said, it is the the evolving story of Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, and yeah. we'll see where it goes. and And we'll talk about the title, what it means. I, I don't think that's a slam dunk redemption of Kylo Ren title. I really don't. Yeah, it could be something related to that. We're going to talk about it, but but I think. Um, that was really exciting to me, seeing yeah. him rebuild. And, and I hope I hope the little red marks stay on it. And that's I hope a, so too. That it's now a, a helmet that has got its own battle scars, just like uh, Kyle. Because they released that that shot during the panel that's now out there of him kind of sitting in the cockpit, and and he's just got more than just that one scar. He, you said the fort, the dark side is yeah. maybe it's, creeping in there. Yeah, in his a way. face is just not right, like yeah. it's bubbling underneath. <laughs> you know, it's so great. The other thing I like about seeing the the, the mm-hmm. reconstruction of the helmet, not only does it make it like really iconic and purposeful. It's not just like, oh, I got another one. Yeah. But we've all kind of wondered, joked about, does he have, is this a cartoon closet where he has the same outfit? Does he have eight of those? <laughs> but now if we're investing in, that's the one. Mm-hmm. That does mean that when Hux went to rescue him on Starkiller Base, he was like, I left my helmet on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go pick it up. <laughs> we go get my helmet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And he smashed it, and then he puts it back together. 
Um, any other thoughts on on the the Kylo and the mask? No, I, other than it, it actually was really exciting to me. It's really exciting. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's emotional canon. It is. Yeah, and just it's the visual language of mm. uh, I'm going to rebuild my own image. Yeah, I'm going to recreate myself the way yeah. I want to be. Yep. Yeah. So great. Let's talk about Leia. Let's talk about Leia. Because we wondered whether we were going to get any images of her right. in the trailer. And mm-hmm. we did. We got that just heart-stopping mm-hmm. hug mm-hmm. between her and Ray, which just visually looks great. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows how much. Right. Of, obviously, they're not CGIing Carrie Fisher in any way. They were very mm-hmm. clear about that. But I, I think they might CGI some elements around her performance. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, you know, uh, Daisy Ridley and her, her new costume and all that. Uh, and then it does look like, she is looking at that uh, that old metal, the old metal indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are you, what are your takes on seeing the metal? Uh, I love that. I love that. Um, much like I'm, I'm a fan of seeing the dice. You know, yeah. that we saw in episode four. By the way, you know, we all know that. Uh, I love that. Um, uh, that would have some meaning. And we seven and eight are back to back. It is craziness. We read the novel. They, you know, they take a little moment for Han there. I get a lot of people didn't want on the uh, wanted on the big screen, and now we get this kind of moment. It's probably going to be this. Like I don't think yeah, they're having you- a, a funeral for Han later. Um, so I, I, as a Han Solo fan, that means a lot because this is what she she draped over his his neck. Yeah, and, and it connects back to that and. And that that starts to pull on his heartstrings immediately. So that's me. your that was your immediate reaction that this is some sort of reflection on Han specifically from Leia. I, at one point, like I don't think, like I said, I, that's why I don't think it's like a hey guys, we're going to give you the Han moment you thought you wanted. I don't think it's that. I just think in story, yeah, this is uh, whatever's going on, and, and Leia might be. Uh, you know, for lack of a better term, the Galadriel of uh, this series, where <laughs> she's giving them a lock of her hair and this and that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, yeah. but but that that as a as a Han Solo fan, that that just that meant a lot to me in that moment, and then I'm sure it means even more for Leia and Rey and other characters in story. Yeah, you know? yeah. But as a fan, as a Han Solo fan, that that uh, gets me excited. Yeah, it's powerful to me. It's like yeah. it is obviously a symbol of Han because mm-hmm. that's probably his. Yeah, uh, but it is also. Uh, just a symbol of the rebellion mm-hmm. in general. Uh, and my, like, just knee-jerk reaction was, all right, Ray really has these talismans of Luke and Han with mm-hmm. the blaster the and blaster, the lightsaber. Yeah. And I, it made me wonder if Leia was going to, like, maybe tell Ray a little bit about how this used to be Han's, but mm-hmm. th- this was really, this is the symbol of the rebellion. Mm-hmm. And if Leia sort of gifted that to her, that the metal would be a talisman of Leia, so she has sort of the symbols of all of the big three. Yeah, uh, I love, I love, I love that. I, I full on board. I, that that's what when I'm talking about like in story. I think I think you're right. I think you're right because I want to talk a little bit about that that blaster because we do see Ray has the yeah. same blaster the Han gave in Force Awakens. Uh, and there's a one screenshot of her actively using it. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that was released in the panel, right? Yeah, during the I, panel. I, yeah. I think there's so much stuff that comes out. I'm not sure what we said, but I want to I want to like. Like, folks, that means a lot. The that fact blaster, that yeah. years later now, because we don't know, they're being cagey a little bit about, we heard the one year after, I think they came out of Boyega's mouth in a press interview months ago or something. Yeah. they And, and the panel, they were pretty cagey about when this movie takes place. They, and they yeah. really hinted that there there's a large break. Large break. So for her to still have that blaster isn't just an action figure choice. It isn't just the accessory that's in this pack. It is something she's decided to do. Yeah. To hold on to this little blaster, by the way. Uh, you know? Like, yeah. 
you, you can get a big assault rifle by now, a bowcaster. You can get you got your <laughs> lightsaber. You got this, but the fact that she's got that, she's got the the blade for now. Uh, I think they were KG two in the panel about about Luke's blade, Anakin's blade, yeah. lightsaber blade. Um, I think you're 100 percent right that this kind of completes the the trilogy in a way for the big three handing yeah. something off to her. And I know we we had speculated and thought that Ray would have maybe a, a new lightsaber of some kind. I still think that is a possibility that I there's too. some too. new version. But now that the the film is so clearly about we we have gifted you all all we knew. Mm-hmm. It's symbolizing these objects. Take it forward. I'm really enjoying that. Yeah. And the blaster thing is really fascinating to me about how Ray is choosing to move forward. Mm-hmm. Like, you go back to that uh, great shot in Empire Strikes Back where uh, Luke has been lured into the carbon freezing chamber, he senses Vader's presence, and he looks at the blaster like, this is pointless. <laughs> I'm never going to use this blaster again. Yeah. Puts that at his hip. Yeah. And then pretty much never carries a blaster again. Right. Takes out his saber, right? And that's <laughs> the way of a Jedi. Obi-Wan only uses a blaster when he absolutely has mm-hmm. to, and then he's grossed out about how uncivilized <laughs> it is. So for Ray to be going like, no, I, I am I am embracing mm-hmm. everything I've been taught, but I'm also forging a new path. Right. I'm going to keep the blaster and the lightsaber. Yeah. I'm not going to be stuck to, like, crusty old ways, you know? Yeah. There's no Mace Windu scowling at her because <laughs> Jedi don't need to carry blasters. She's, like, do that. she's like, screw you, it's handy sometimes. I love it. And I'm- it symbolizes Han. So there's a, there's a great yeah. bit of Han, but there's also mm-hmm. exactly what we want of her forging the new version of Jedi for her. For her, I love that idea. I love that she's probably like somewhere Han's looking down at me, smiling that I'm keeping the safety off here. Yeah. (laughs) Good blaster at your side and a lightsaber at your side uh, is so awesome to me. Mm. My other thought on Leia is uh, I wonder if the way that they're going to handle it is uh, she imparts some wisdom Mm. to Rey at the beginning of the movie Mm. and within the film passes on. Not, and mm-hmm. I don't think in any violent way, maybe it is what's been hinted at in the Poe Dameron comics, that mm-hmm. she's uh, having ill effects from right. uh, being blasted into space, or maybe it's just time, age, yeah, anything else. But I, it seems to me that, that inside the movie we're going to close the chapter yeah. so that it can really be beautiful, touching moments mm-hmm. early in the film yeah. with her really saying what the message of the trailer is saying. is mm-hmm. like, I've taught you all, Ray, Poe, Finn, yeah. Rose, you've yeah. got this. Uh, I love that idea. I, you know, uh, we're at that weird part where you start almost, you know, laying down what you scenes in the movie that you yeah, think in the order. Fill, fill in yeah. the save the cat outline. Yeah, fill the in the blanks. And, yeah. and that's fun. Sometimes uh, get dangerous, I think. But I think you and I are approaching it the right spirit here. And I just, it just makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense in the real world. Uh, with with Carrie gone, um, but they have all this stuff. Um, most of it, I think, you know, f- comes from Force Awakens. I don't think they've... Re- they definitely did so yesterday that they're taking anything from Last Jedi. No, and J.J. has pretty consistently said, I'm glad I had that extra I had footage, footage from yeah. The Force Awakens, so maybe mm-hmm. something, but... Uh, so you're going to, you know, there's we know there's probably going to be seen with, with Connix, Lieutenant Connix, Billy Lord, her daughter, that, that kind of stuff. So I, I just don't think you can... No, I don't expect Leia to be an active part of the main mission, so to speak. No. It just makes sense that she's like, here's my final bits of advice and trinkets, and, yeah. and, and this is your fight now. Yeah, and, and Abram said that, I think, uh, roughly 17 times in the panel. He didn't mm. say much, but mm. I'm exaggerating, but he really kept reiterating, this is an adventure that our new heroes go on. Uh, like... 
like very poignantly. Like it yeah. was the title uh, sentence of their essay. Yeah, and, and, they, and they brought it. He and Kathleen. I mean, it was it was and and Colbert did a great job. But you, you know, these are talking points that are pretty much. Uh, I think only Anthony Daniels and uh, <laughs> Jonas Suetama went off the script to talk about his son. Um, well, was, Billy D. Williams went off script well, just, beautifully, just off to script. say smooth a lot. Yeah, sweet, and he, sweet, 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 sweet. Yeah. And he deserved. Well, he is smooth, and he deserved that. So yes. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's very clear. And it's, I mean, it yeah. would have been wonderful and, and amazing if this had been Leia's movie the way Han and Luke had right. focus as mentors. Mm-hmm. But given the sad reality, there's just beauty in this, I think, if they if they yeah. really do it right. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit, since it is about the new adventure mm-hmm. of the new team who have to pick up the mantle and go, how are you feeling about seeing... The gang of Ray, Finn, Poe, Rose, mm-hmm. uh, still with three uh, PO and, and BB eight, yep. and our new our new friend Dio, Dio, and Dio the, the, the mystery of R two D two, which we have months <laughs> to speculate on what what R two's up to. Uh, so we don't need to do it now. And we've met the uh, the weird vegetable looking alien Claude, Claude as apparently an ally too. Great shot of Greg Grunberg kind of pointing back at <laughs> him, like, "What's this guy about?" <laughs> I love that. Uh, um, I love it. It's earned. Um, Last Jedi, similar to Empire in a lot of ways, uh, as the second chapter of the story where our heroes are separated, uh, which, by the way, I love because I loved it in Empire. It's a scattering of what we knew. And, yeah. and um, uh, I, I love that, but I love that they're back together, probably even more so than even Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's really you know? emphasizing like yeah. this is them on a mission. It yeah. seemed to be like, he didn't seem like he was saying the second act of the movie is them on a mission. Kind of right. like the way Return of the Jedi is. Yeah. But like, this is the movie. This is the movie, and I love it. I love the look. Um, we were saying it's like a, a uncharted Indiana Jones space look vibe for yeah. all the characters. Ray's got her, her, her. Uh, she definitely has her outfit choices, man. I love that she's like, nope, let's keep the drapey things. Let's yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she's got the kind of pseudo Jedi robes that yeah. I assume she got from Octo, uh, yep. since her other clothes were damp when she wanted to go uh, <laughs> try to rescue Ben from the dark side. Yeah. And it's really interesting. She was like, you know, no, I'm, I'm good. Good I've, style. I've adopted these Jedi yep. ways, but my robes are already flowy enough. Yeah. I'll, I'll go I with like that. It. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I like that. But yeah, Finn and Poe look great. We, uh, we've seen a little bit of Rose not in the trailer. We saw some press shots. Uh, and I love that Rose, number one, is there. And what a great moment for Kelly Marie Tran at the panel to Amazing. get a standing ovation. Um, uh, it's a light side moment for sure. Um, and she still looks like she is sleeves rolled up, literally. Yeah. Like... In uh, I'll make this resistance work. You guys, you know, might have a little bit of the glory fighting. I've got the glory making it work, and I love yeah, that. I love yeah. seeing that with Rose. Absolutely. Uh, but as far as what we actually saw, I absolutely love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. What fun. Yeah. What fun. I think between what we saw in the trailer and all the screenshots, this is kind of a, a, a weird pull for Star Wars. But I was like, what is this reminding me of? And then I came to, like, this is reminding me of The Walking Dead. Uh, oh, interesting, yeah. Yeah, because The Walking Dead, it has its ups and downs, but the big picture is this band of people who are really close to one another. They have their interpersonal dramas, but they are everything to one another. They are in a very dark world where they are very overwhelmed, struggling to stay alive, stay together, and when they have to do all these horrible things to survive, also fighting for the light side and saying, yep, we're at constant war. But the reason we're at war is to fight for life, and life has to be worth something. It ha- you have mm-hmm. to have hope, and you have to have humanity, even though you just slaughtered 
yeah. 20 people because you have to live. You have to live. But you have to live for something. That's like the, the theme of Walking Dead that I think mm. is, is good despite all the ups and downs sure, of, of the, the show. show itself. And there's something about them kind of looking tattered. Yeah. Kind of looking like they've been on the road together for years. Yeah. And fighting the good fight, but mm-hmm. still trying to find joy in one another and, and remembering what they're fighting for. Yeah. All those vibes just got me really excited. Really excited. And again, no matter when this movie takes place, a year, two years, five years, ten years after episode eight, we're going to have another a, a lot of other content to enjoy down the line. Oh, Books, yeah. novels, shows of what happened between here, the battle of the resistance versus the first re- resistance reforming. But to get to this point where... They feel like a team. Yeah. Uh, they've been through not just these movies with us, but they've been through a lot between eight and nine. And it just emanates from that one shot of, of the planet. We'll get into what we think it might be going to the, the Death Star wreckage. That is an epic shot. Yeah. And, and with the epic yeah. shot of them we'll, just standing on the hill. Yeah. We'll be, we'll all be with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's just mm-hmm. like, ah, that's so, uh, yeah. so powerful. So powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's talk about that desert planet, because I'm not hearing a lot of discussion about that. Maybe it's on the, the internet, uh, but here mm-hmm. live. So there's clearly a desert planet. Clearly. Could be Tatooine. Could be Tatooine. Could be Jakku. Could be a brand new desert planet. <laughs> you know what's funny? That's 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 the, even a higher probability in my mind now. I, uh, if I had to put money down, I'm saying Jakku. Yeah. Uh, but also, with the first teaser trailer, uh, Force Awakens, I was like, oh, interesting, they're bringing Tatooine back. Um, no, Jakku. And they did uh, shoot in Jordan as well, um, so similar uh, landscape to, to what, what things have looked like in the past. So I think it could be another part of Jakku. I'm excited if it's near the observatory or some. Again, I don't think J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio read the Aftermath series. No. Um, I don't, I'm not looking for those kind of connections, but... But I do think it's the kind of thing it where, where if they were like, hey, hey uh, we want them to be tracking down some evil force and mm-hmm. have the, I think it's the what the story group does well. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, if you want to do that, that's already been established that that's on Jakku. Jakku and yeah. then maybe J.J. Abrams goes, great. Yeah. Because then that kind of brings this uh, mm-hmm. chapter of right. the whole Skywalker saga together. Yeah. So I, I would say Jakku, but look, quite frankly, and we saw some shots at the um, panel that I think have been released and. Uh, and I apologize if you keep saying that. I just, at this point, we're in the Star Wars celebration bubble, so we don't know what's completely out there. Uh, I think they, this is. There is the new characters and the, the Janna and all that kind of stuff. There is a, a like an alien race of uh, in, in robes. Maybe, yeah. Um, I'll say that I'll say the term tribal. I don't quite know how else to describe it, but they're they're almost like in a in a war dance situation. And I think that's the same planet to me. Yeah, and perhaps that yeah. is who uh, Kylo is performing that uh, brutal takedown. I think it really is. I, like, I heard a lot of oh he's fighting the Knights of Ren. No, I, you know, we did the we did the <laughs> freeze frame. <laughs> I, I think it is those those aliens. I yeah. think there's something you know, whether they're defending against the first order and the resistance. Yeah, this, this, this if there's some alien resources on yeah. that planet that mm-hmm. they are. Yeah, I got the vibe that they were good guys, but I could be I could be wrong. That yeah, I got the vibe, too, that they're good guys, too. But yeah, but maybe initially it's oh, uh, almost Ewoks. I'll say this almost Ewoks in a way of just like, oh, you've come to our planet. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. We're going to fight you because we don't you're Akiata. Um, uh, but that resistance obviously is like don't you know yeah don't, don't eat us we're good there's something about them that didn't not visually but just mood wise reminded me of the episode mm-hmm. of clone wars where there's a civilization that doesn't want the fight to come there 
Oh and the yes. Jedi are like, sorry, the <laughs> sorry, sorry the, the the you know uh, yes, Confederacy of Inda, uh, uh, in, in like, systems. Yeah, the, the separatists are here. Mm-hmm. In we, we need to fight here. Sorry, and like we want nothing to do with this. Are you thinking that's a great arc? Is that the one where Anakin is hurt or Ahsoka is hurt? I forget which yes. one is hurt. Yes, yes. Someone, little, someone's I'm hurt. Little, somebody is hurt. Yes, yes. someone is yeah. hurt. Yeah, I think it's when they're testing a, the big new weapon. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Anyway, but the the point is that I think that idea of like the war is gonna fall all over the place and yeah. you can't avoid it, kind of thing. But uh, I love that. I love who that knows. idea. Or love... could be brand new. Yeah, could be brand new. Yeah, so it could be something with Jakku. Could be. Yeah, I like the idea. I in a weird way, I, I I like the idea that it could be an entire new planet that we have to learn about. It's another desert planet. Yeah, I'm not cynical about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love it. And I think we're gonna hop to lots of different planets, and I think we're in that mm-hmm. beautiful place where it's not entirely clear from all of the different shots. So like, yeah, which planet is which? Which are the same? Which are different? All that fun place to be. Yeah. Um, so we're not doing our frame by frame, but I did want to touch it's, on the it's Death Star. It's hard not to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did want to touch on the Death Star yes. wreckage. Yes. Uh, we kind of talked about it in terms of, of Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, but how, how are you feeling about that? Any thoughts, desires, predictions? Well, the first time I saw it, uh, again, we're, in the, we're fortunate enough to be in the panel room. I was like, that's a beautiful mountain. <laughs> and it kind of shaped weird. <laughs> shaped weird. Second time I went, that mountain's a Death Star. Uh, and I don't think I'm alone there. Some people did. I think you picked it up right away, though. Um, uh, I, I love this idea. Yeah. We'd seen in the uh, Art of Force Awakens that there were some early concepts of diving on the wreckage of the Death Star underwater. Yeah. Uh, the second Death Star. And I, I, I'm not surprised at all that J.J. was like, hey, remember the... Cool thing we kind of thought we maybe might use. That'd be interesting. Yeah, What a wonderful visual. It reminded me a lot of uh, the teaser trailer, the would probably be the second, I forget, The Force Awakens where we see Rey's speeder go by the destroyed Star Destroyer. Um, same kind of image and emotional feel. Like, yeah. Oh. <gasps> it continues <laughs> these great themes. Not only is it a great visual, and I don't think it's about, you know, some people who are critical on the Internet will say it's just one of those, do you remember, do you remember, we're showing you things Ugh, you know. No. But to me, it's about the themes of Star Wars. It's mm-hmm. about the past does matter. Yeah. So does the future. You're the new generation. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you literally have to deal with the wreckage of the past. Yeah. We did our best to deal with it, mm-hmm. but it's literally littering landscapes of planets. Literally. And it is, you know yours to deal with now we mm-hmm. did we did our best mm-hmm. now it's up to you and it, it just it connects that wreckage of those the x-wing and the star destroyer and the death star it's just the scars of war all over the galaxy mm-hmm. and they need to be dealt with i i love it i love it even more when you think of in those terms what you've just described the the, the galactic civil war uh truly left its imprint and yeah. The, in victory, the new new republic rises. But even then, they they would they, the government. They, they we immediately go into politics, and you see yeah. the, the Claudia Gray's bloodline, all that kind of stuff. But what remained is this supersized war with supersized machines. It's not going to go away easily. Yeah, and, and people have to adjust, and becomes a way of life. It becomes an economy almost on Jakku. Yeah, and and. And it hangs, you know. I mean, now I was just picturing, like, people uh, built weird condos inside <laughs> yeah. the wreckage of the Death yeah, Star. exactly. Exactly. Uh, we got a new urban mixed living, um, you know. To, there's a Nordstrom in Nordstrom, the bottom. Nordstrom's in a bottom. And there's a Moff, the Moff Jer Gerard Tower to live in. Uh, and I love that idea. Yeah. I love that idea that the, the imprint is, is still on there. And, it, and it's 30 years later, it's still 
it's still messy. You know, look at the end of end, end of Independence Day. Those ships are on the ground. We got to do something with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, excellent. You know, yeah. Um, so uh, I love uh, I love that shot. I love that sequence because that's also the shot of the heroes on the hill. And then all of a sudden, this great plot reveal of, oh, they're going, yeah. oh, so I love that moment. Yeah. And I don't think it necessarily means, you know what, here's, here's how I want to say this. Mm-hmm. I think it sets up great Ewok tension. Because <laughs> visually, I don't think it looks like the forest moon of Endor. No. And, it's, and it is the moon of Endor. There's a whole system right. of who knows how many, you know, moons, how right. many celestial bodies. Is that the actual planet of Endor? That mm-hmm. wreckage is going to go... Far and wide, yeah. so I don't. That wreckage, my prediction would be, it's not actually on Endor. Mm-hmm. But then there's a certain amount of like, can you really buzz that close to the moon of Endor and not visit the Ewoks? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love this. My campaign for Chief Wicket and Warwick Davis was there uh, warming up the crowd excellently for 20 yeah. minutes. He's so great. Um, and Mark Daniel did a great job as he always does at the big Star Wars panels, warming up the crowd. I. I, I would absolutely love it. I'd yeah. absolutely love it. It's a fanboy moment for me. I would just love... I, I agree. I don't think it's the moon of Endor. I think it's possibly Endor. But also, if the Death Star explodes and that part goes flying out. Yeah. Um, it could it could land on myriad places. Uh, uh, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah. I don't need it tied to Endor, but you, the Ewok tension <laughs> is a perfect place because... I didn't think of it at the time. Yeah. And then you, you walk out of the panel, you and I talk, and Mark Riley and Christian and I, and we and Perry, and we all talk about it, and the thought comes of, oh, 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 oh wait, if that's Endor or the moon of Endor, and, and they need to go to the Ewoks. Yeah. On this great road trip, road picture that they're on. <laughs> I love this idea. Yeah. I think it's wild speculation. I think it's wild we speculation. Know that. Can, we know that. I, I can just see if if it's literally like they go to Endor, that fans would be like, the moon is right there. Right. Stop just, and see the Ewoks. Just turn right. <laughs> we will talk a, uh, a lot with uh, with Jennifer about this. Yes. Of oh, course. absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. We'll do a whole episode of uh, hashtag Ewok mm-hmm. tension. Uh, Lando. Oh, what are, what are your favorite moments? Uh, so in the panel, and, and people obviously yeah. got to, to watch the stream, so I'm sure they had the same wonderful experience mm-hmm. at home that we did, where uh, obviously it was coordinated, but it mm-hmm. seemed to be taking the panelists by surprise sometimes, where they'd be in the middle of talking and the new image would come up. Yeah. And people would be like, <laughs> I so, so love that Lando is uh, dressed, mature yeah. Lando is dressed as young Lando was dressed. It, and, you know, Billy D. Williams' performance, the writing mm-hmm. in the original trilogy Im- implied fancy dresser, the finest yeah. things in life, just in his performance and his style. And I love that they mm-hmm. made it part of his character yeah. fully in solo in the recent novels. So now I, I'm just so excited to watch Billy D. Williams lean into that. It is, it's, it's one of my favorite moments because Lando's one of my favorite characters and a lot of people's favorite characters. And, and I, I talk about how I really believe. Lando and Empire and Billy Dean, what he brought to help to expand the galaxy in a lot of ways, in a real world way. Yeah. Um, but in, in story of just like it's it's this perfectly wonderful lived in world. And, the, and Han, that guy you fell in love with in episode four, or, uh, you know, love to hate whatever, had a buddy and something happened and it worked, yeah. right? Because Lando is joining the cast and and, and and Empire Strikes Back. And and to see Billy D uh, two years ago in Orlando at the 40th anniversary panel, he was there. Yeah. And he came out. And he had two lines. Yeah. And the panel, the way panels go, that's all you're going to get. So it wasn't intentional. It wasn't a slight. But you could see up on stage that 
Billy D even kind of felt, wait, I'm Billy D and like, I'm I'm getting two lines. Yeah, why am I here if you're why, not yeah. using me, man? He had the spotlight. He had this cool cane and he, you know, sweet, he's sweet, sweet, he's, sweet, sweet. He's been working out and putting those Instagram videos up and everything, <laughs> but he's still a man in his eighties and and to see him up there and talk about how he's been doing this for sixty years. Yeah. And calls this experience one of the best moments of his career. Yeah. Means a lot. But then that shot. You were so right, Joseph. They just would throw it up in the panel, and you'd just be like listening. And all of a sudden, you look up, and like, <gasps> it almost brings tears to my eyes because um, it, it's very clearly not just the same type of outfit or the same outfit that, that he wore uh, in Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, his his mustache and his hair is even kind of matching Donald Glover's, and yeah. it's such a powerful connection to me. And to see to see our characters age, which is not often that we see. Yeah. Um, I love the moment and that laugh, that, that laugh, <laughs> yeah. Highlight of the trailer for me, really is. Palpatine probably the best yeah. thing, to, but that's the thing I keep watching. I think that's what, what's so great about it in this trailer is so well made. Of you have the surprise of Palpatine, you have the really clear theme statement. This is about passing the baton, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's still Star Wars. There's still a sense of adventure in excitement and to see the old scoundrel yeah. with Chewie on the Falcon yeah. and him laughing oh, like God, yeah. like you know flying into battle or mm-hmm. smuggling or whatever the hell he's doing in that shot. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's going to a, a cape store that's uh, in, in the Nordstrom's of the <laughs> that's Death Star. That's why he's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like that's like God, that's almost an old pirate movie. Like yeah. it's a, he's that's some swashbuckling right there. It, you know, and it gets that spirit of Star Wars. In just like you know, three seconds. It's it's it is it's it's in a way it's 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 almost the heart of the trailer's joy. The joy of the trailer's found in that moment. And and yeah, we've been joking about is it going to be Chewy? Is it going to be Nine Num? I I I hope there's a Nine Num reunion. But the fact to see Chewy there, and you talk about your Han moments. Talk about your Han moments. You know, there's going to be a moment where they sit down and they miss Han, and also. Maybe they do an L3. Uh, Maybe know, they do an L3. That shirt is saying L3 to me, even if it's yeah. just him uh, walking up to the, you know, the part in the cockpit where mm-hmm. they loaded her, yeah. her internal processor, mm-hmm. connected her to the T-line, yeah. uh, that he might just go and, and pat that and say, like, you know, you know, yeah. hello, hello yeah. darling, you know, yeah. or whatever, Different. you know. We, we, we. And I know there are complexities with that that people still have a lot of opinions about, but and, and I understand, yeah. it, I mean, it's, understand a, it's a complex it. uh, discussion. But that relationship is there. That that's mm-hmm. the truth of the story now. Yeah, uh, and I feel like there's going to be some good connections. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, I can't. Oh. And I can't wait for 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 older, mature Lando in the young Lando outfit. If they release that figure at all. Oh yes, yeah. There's got to be a two pack. Yes, young yes. Lando, old Lando, old Lando, the cape collection. And uh, uh, my last thing to say about Lando is there have been a lot of different uh, creators involved in these movies. But since Disney took over, I think there's been a a real family of designers like Neil Scanlon for the Creature Shop has been there. Uh, Michael Kaplan, the costumes. Yeah. yeah. So I think you are seeing that synergy of this team that's been working on these five movies in those costume choices. And to me, I even wonder, Mm -hmm. it's random behind the scenes speculation, if that's J.J. Abrams or if Michael Kaplan goes, you know, after working on... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, Lando's outfits for Solo. Mm-hmm. I really thought this for his big yeah. return. You know, and how much of that is coming from this team mm-hmm. of hardworking artists who 
just been in Star Wars yeah. across all five of these movies. I love it, and I love it, and it pays respect to the work uh, Donald did in, in Solo, yeah. and, and it's just it's, it's, it's a wonderful connective thread. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else that you want to touch on before we wrap up with our title thoughts? Title thoughts? Uh, we, we Well, there's one random speculation that we uh, you kind of stumbled on and we and we kind of bind into right about the, the ship race uh, p- oh yeah potential of the ship yeah so this is totally a frame by frame breakdown thing and Joseph and I did it uh, just saw it on Twitter yeah get full, I can't remember who who right. did it but yeah I saw it on Twitter uh, Joseph, came, Joseph came back from breakfast and was like I saw something on the internet <laughs> um, and it, this is that the, the right early in the trailer after the ray leap over the TIE fighter there is a a shot of a ship going into a little planet, a village, something like that. Um, good shot, quick shot. If you go frame by frame, it does seem to be the the ship leaving Jakku in her vision. In Ray's Force Vision and the Force Awakens. In the Force Awakens. Which is implied in the context of that vision to be her parents leaving Jakku. Yes, yes. And some people have a problem with that. I just think that they were leaving her with Unkar and flying mm-hmm. to the uh, the village in Jakku that had a bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Watch our kid. We're drinking. Yeah. Getting I mean, some cigarettes. We'll never come back. Yeah, I think, yes. It's in real world terms, like, they uh, they dropped her off at the <laughs> sketchy daycare, and then they drove away, drove away. to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Nima Outpost is the prim Nevada of the Star Wars <laughs> galaxy. Uh, so th- we we both uh, we both kind of like this idea. Yeah, for be- a lot of reasons, not just the reveal, but things yeah. tied to it. Yeah, because there there is still, I think, all a lot of discussion and speculation about if Ray's story will be changed. Mm-hmm. And I personally don't want or think that Ray's story will be changed to the things that Kylo told you. Mm-hmm that Ray seemed to know and Maz seemed to know that Ray knew mm-hmm. are going to change. Right. That her parents abandoned her. They're, they were bad parents. They're buried in a pauper's grave right. on Jakku. But to me, that doesn't mean that there isn't still room for storytelling of mm-hmm. who those parents were. Yeah. Really, why did they do that? Does Ray have more memories that she's unlocking mm-hmm. of them? Were they a part of something? Were, were they a part of some organization or criminal syndicate that has a larger story to play? Were they Force-sensitive, but unlike their brave child, mm-hmm. didn't have the strength or compassion to use mm-hmm. their powers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in an untrained world where it's, you know, you, you can get into Luke's school and that's it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. other than that, if you have Force <laughs> powers, you're kind of just on uh, your own. I think there's lots of interesting storytelling to do yeah. with Ray's parents without changing a word of what was said, mm-hmm. and uh, without changing it into suddenly, oh, whoops, we lied. Mm-hmm. I, I'm your father. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm your father. I mind-wiped the galaxy. Yeah. Like, without going to, into any of those retcons, still plenty of storytelling to be had. Right, right. Um, you know, clone of Luke's hand, all that kind of stuff. Look, it's all in play. We're wildly speculating. But I love this. When you when you presented to this to me this morning, it excites me in terms of story because... That vision is pretty interesting, and I do want some answers, and, yeah. and uh, I don't think that need to happen in eight. I think we still got a story to tell, but let's just imagine this. Let's imagine that we've now, we see the ship take off, and an Ukar plot's holding Ray's hand, young four-year-old Ray, quiet girl. What if we're seeing the continuation of that? Where? What if we're seeing where that ship goes? Oh, yeah. What if this is the next step, and that maybe 
Kylo's got misinformation because maybe they go to Snoke. Maybe they go, maybe Ooh. they're Church of the Sith people. Yeah. Maybe they got in trouble and had to get the hell out of Dodge. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, and that's where they went to hide or something. And maybe it's part of another vision, you know? I they don't know. They stole uh, some sort of Sith artifact from Jakku. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, from the Observatory Tower or something like that. Again, I don't think it's going to be directly connected. But I'm excited by that idea. Whether yeah. or not I think that's actually going to happen, that's interesting to Yeah. Me. And Remember, that Remember that ship? Here's where it went. Yeah. And that freeze frame is convincing, but again, it could just be like, uh, it's a ship with similar design. Yeah, it, what do we call it here? The the potato that was Slave One in the yeah, solo. Yeah, the potato <laughs> that was Slave One. And again, to go to the real world thing. It, it, yeah. You know, they're, they're ships, so it might be like, I saw Ford, a Ford Prius. Mm-hmm. Is that my father? <laughs> is like, that my father? Could be another person with a <laughs> Ford Prius. It's just your Lyft driver <laughs> yeah. who pulled up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay. Yes, so, the title. The title. All right. I, I just want to start from this point. I love that they waited and they did what we all thought they were doing, which is, yeah. hold on, we'll let you know at, the, at Celebration. <laughs> the In the one-two punch of Palpatine mm-hmm. returns, and the title is The Rise of Skywalker. It makes it so much more complex and interesting that it's following right after that instead of J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams saying, well, the title's this. Yeah. We all applaud. Now let's see the trailer. And this and this is, to, to, to get into the little real world, like, the way it was presented, and uh, Joseph and I were fortunate enough to to, to be able to the, get in the panel room. A lot of people won the lottery. We talked to some people. Yeah. Uh, fans of Force Center were there on some of the main floor. Uh, we wish we all could have sat next to you. This is, this is a little bit of the adrenaline of being there. You just talked about it. It was a one-two punch. Ha, 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 ha. The title. So you've got Palpatine, and you're thinking, oh, God, the Emperor... And then it's the rise of Skywalker, Skywalker. the name yeah. that means more than anything in Star Wars. Yeah, and it was a one-two punch of oh, oh. <laughs> I, I mean, love that almost literally. I mean, yeah. I think the, one of the greatest parts of being in the panel room is I felt the full permission to scream. <laughs> which, if I was watching on a stream at home, <laughs> I like my neighbors would have called the cops because I I literally screamed at yeah. Palpatine yeah. and then it made a different, probably higher pitched noise for Skywalker because <laughs> we talked about it. I thought Skywalker was a really good possibility. Yeah. Yeah. And the more I thought about it, the more I was excited about it. So I, I was yeah. so I, happy. Yeah. Love the, the, our poetry, which I didn't think we'd get. We of, talked about it and you yeah. brought it up. You brought it up. I was like, yeah. oh, do you think we'll go to the, po-? and I honestly thought that JJ Abrams wasn't that interested in it, mm-hmm. but that's so mm-hmm. beautiful to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The revenge, the return, the rise, the rise, the rise, and yeah, to have finally Skywalker in the title, uh, yeah. And some some fans pointed out that uh, many times Jennifer has brought up on the podcast mm-hmm. rise of yeah. as a possible title, title. Yeah. So between us, we almost got the title. We almost put it all together there. I think I probably had the the, the least correct <laughs> versions. Uh, um, Chief Wicket returns, not there. Um, I love this. Yeah. All right. And, and, and uh, you know, yes, uh, we here at Force Center love to celebrate Star Wars. You're probably not surprised that, that we liked it. But let, let us let us give you give us the moment to explain to you why this is not just the adrenaline of being there. The more I've said it, the more I think about it, the more I enjoy what it what it means it could potentially mean. Yeah. I really do love this title. Yeah. And I'm kind of hoping, thinking hope might be too, too uh, mm-hmm. a strong word. There's a great possibility that, like other titles, it's up for interpretation after we've seen the movie. Yeah. Like we t- talked about that with The Return of the Jedi. Is that mm-hmm. Luke? Is that Anakin? Is that all of them? Is it the spirit? Right. You know, who exactly is the Phantom Menace? Most people say Palpatine. Yeah. On and on. So yeah. it, it could be that. 
Hitler, but even Attack of the Clones, I always go, well, they didn't attack, they rescued. And then they <laughs> yeah. attacked. Was it the defense, <laughs> the uh, yeah, offensive defense of the clones? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so, but but I think a lot of people are are thinking about what it means in terms of who is a Skywalker. Yeah. So we've got Kylo, mm-hmm. Ben Solo, with the literal Skywalker blood. Mm-hmm. With the return of Palpatine, we also have, is that... Anakin somehow is right. that referring to Luke? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my big picture thing is that it's it's about Ray mm-hmm. because the the trailer is about our heroes in general, but Ray specifically. Mm-hmm. Every generation has a legend. L- legend is the key word, not yeah. hero. Yeah, not hero. And I just don't legend. I, yeah, I, I know J.J. Abrams likes his his puzzle box, and, I, and there's yeah. going to be some misdirection in the way they cut the trailers to yep. which event follows which. But they have never lied to us in the spirit of the trailers, mm-hmm. in the emotional canon. The emotional say, canon. canon and your emotional truths. And I feel like the emotional <laughs> truth is that Skywalker is blood, mm-hmm. but it's also a name. Mm-hmm. It's also an idea. And I, I don't know if it'll be literal of Ray adopting the name Skywalker, mm-hmm. but it feels to me like that idea that there's destiny in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Destiny is the blood. Yeah. Destiny is Kylo Ren. But there's also choice. You mm-hmm. decide what to do, regardless of what everybody tells you your destiny is. Yeah. And that's Ray. Mm-hmm. And Ray can make the choice and she can have the destiny of Skywalker. Right. Uh, and there's another one floating around. People have pointed out, and we've read the Thrawn Alliances book. Yeah, that the Chiss refer to uh, what we believe to be Jedi or Force users as, as Skywalkers. Yeah, yeah, that's what it translates translates to. Translates to, to it. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's a, again. I don't believe J.J. Abrams or Chris Terrio or his producing team have uh, said, "Hey, uh, did you read Timothy Zahn's book yet last night?" But it's it's possible that something like that could factor in. But it, what you've just described, this trailer, watch it again. Every generation is a legend. This is our legend. And this was our legend. The sacrifice of Luke was uh, so the galaxy could go on, not just Rey. Um, uh, It all leads to this idea, and and you could tie it together with what you keep talking about, the choice. And is this the we are all the Skywalkers that we think we are along the way type of weird thing? Maybe. Maybe. It's a reason why it's not the rise of the Skywalkers. Yeah. It's a rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And that name, the way it's said by Snoke and Palpatine and Skywalker, that means something. And I love the idea. I am all in on that meaning Ray taking the name or or some kind of mantle and maybe even more around her. But yeah, I love that idea. It's it's possible that it is as literal as, yeah, the the Jedi are being reborn under a new name. A lot of people are speculating that. that, Right. That the the new name for Jedi will be Skywalker. We get blasters. Yeah. (laughs) That's how we're different. Yeah, yeah. Blasters and lightsabers are the way of the Skywalker. (laughs) Yeah, we can date. Um, Uh, And and I think that to me is execution. mm -hmm. That could come off a little pat, but if it's done right, it it could be resoundingly uh, emotional and beautiful. Yeah. The other thing I like about the title is I feel like the, the trailer sort of presents, like, especially with that long scene in the beginning, that Ray mm-hmm. knows this is her fight. Mm-hmm. It, it's harrowing, but she's going to do it. Right. And then, and then the scenes we get of Ben is, like, him kind of doubling down. Yeah. And it creates this, this statement and this question of Ray is going to mm-hmm. face the challenge of, of rising to the name Skywalker. Right. Will the person who has the actual blood of Skywalker, mm-hmm. will he be able to do it too? Yeah. And I don't know that it's necessary t- 
to me, communicating a, a story of, of course, he's going to be redeemed. But structurally, mm-hmm. it starts to really present a story of mm-hmm. the showdown between Ray and Kylo comes earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Kylo has a choice to be Ben and make the right choice against this right. larger, all-consuming threat yeah. of Palpatine. And will will he rise? Yeah. Will he be a, a Skywalker rising right. the way Ray is in spirit? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I like what you're saying there because I, I, at, at no point do I think this title is a, uh, just one way highway to the redemption of Kylo Ren. No. I, I, I understand why you, you might think that, uh, uh, but, but peel the, peel the layer back just a little bit. Uh, not saying that Kylo can't do something that redeems himself or we've had that discussion. We'll have it again. Yeah. Uh, going, we have eight months to speculate. Yes. Yeah. That's a very good point. The idea of, of Kylo going back to Ben in some way, shape, or more, a final sacrifice to just, does he go and face, but we, as a team, and, and I'll let you maybe explain more as a team here at Force Center, we, we don't necessarily like the idea of Ray does all the legwork and Kylo tags in at the end of the match to get the win. <laughs> exactly. That's not fair to Ray. It's not fair to the yeah. Ray, and it's not what it's not the story that has been told. And I don't think J.J. Abrams would be on board with that necessarily. No, no. Yeah. So I don't think I think there's a possibility of teamwork mm-hmm. at the end. I think there is a possibility of you know I keep going back to that teamwork of Luke and Han mm-hmm. in A New Hope of. Luke was the new hope. He was the only one who could make that shot right. to destroy the Death Star. But he couldn't have made that shot without <laughs> plain old noble smuggler with a soft spot for orphans coming in and, and yeah. taking taking Vader out of the equation. <laughs> and I could see I could see something more like that of that, like we're all in this together. But there's no way there's no way that's gonna be like Ray can't take Palpatine down. Right. Uh, and she twists her ankle and then Ben's like Okay, I'll do it. It's all been about me the whole time. <laughs> equal? Yeah. E- I think, equal's good. I think they they can be equal uh, protagonists, but I don't think he's going to swoop in with the victory at the end. No, but it, you, okay. You and now now meet together. Mark this down, Force and Offense. <laughs> Here's what we are as a team. I'm throwing you in this too. All right. The opening shot that we've seen, this beautiful sequence, is Kylo. It's a tricked-out new silencer. It's his red fury. Uh, we're going to have a little red on it. He is landing. The reason Ray is looking back and is kind of aware of what's coming, but she's nervous. Uh, this is... She's going to leap on top of that TIE fighter, and he's going to take her uh, on top. And they are a team right there, and they're racing in <laughs> to take on the ghost of Palpatine. Mark it down. Oh, that they're getting... That, that's their, this is a their planned... Plan team up. She is mounting the horse, oh. and he's like, "I'm coming in, and you jump up here and get on top of the cockpit, and we're gonna go in together." Yeah, I'm silly. Uh, no, it's a beautiful shot, but, <laughs> like but like Vader on his time. We are th- we're yeah. thinking it's conflict. This is the team up we've always wanted. <laughs> yeah, I love not not being able to predict what's going to happen with Ben, and right. I, I think the other trailers are going to some other trailers will make him him mm-hmm. prominent. Yeah, and I think that there is absolutely a story to be told about. Mm-hmm his pull to the light. Yeah. And if he can come back Mm -hmm. and people being upset with all the horrible things he's done versus he is the blood Skywalker. He is Mm -hmm. the son of Han and Leia. Yeah. And that desire to have him return to the light. And I think it's a good possibility, but you know, Mm -hmm. uh, there's the what and there's the how and seeing this trailer, I feel like to me, I feel like there has been bigger picture ideas of what is going to happen. Right. In this whole, uh, trilogy. Right. And it's the how, that everybody's been figuring out as they go along, which is a very writerly thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to know, yep, at the end, 
this hero is going to triumph over this villain, uh, and thematically it will mean this. Right. Now, how the hell am I going to write that on a page (laughs) and shoot it on a screen? Yeah. Uh, And I'm very excited for seeing how they handle the story. The how is the key to everything. If Palpatine's back, great. How and how they execute it, and I think we approach a lot of faith. But my, my faith, my, my final thought on the, the title for me is is uh, I just enjoy it, and I think it means a lot. And the Last Jedi was Luke, but it definitely also means Ray. And even though Ryan and everyone's like, yeah, no, the, the Luke is the Last Jedi, and you know, there's that great scene in the documentary of. Hey, you know, Ryan, tell him, Mark, here's the title, and that's you. Yeah. All that stuff's true, but the story, you know, I he says it, I, I will not be the last Jedi. So don't don't worry about a title locking you into a story. Yeah. That is not what we uh, got going on here. Yeah. Uh, this is a wonderful, intriguing, and different title. Yeah. It's very Star Wars. It's very Star Wars. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just gets my heart pumping when I, when yeah. I think of The Rise of Skywalker. I see Luke catching his green blade on the skiff. Mm-hmm. I see Ray catching uh, that lightsaber in the forest on Starkiller Base. It just yeah. it has that spirit of there shall come a champion. Yeah. There shall come a hero, a legend, is going to stand up against the darkness, the rise, the of, rise Skywalker. of Skywalker. And that, that legend's going to jump onto a TIE fighter horse. <laughs> Run bell. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so uh, that, that's my final. Any thoughts on the final thoughts on the title? That's a good, that's a good ending. That, that's you my put fi- an exclamation point on my it there. Final, my final um, thoughts. Saber high in the air. Saber rise high in the air. Rise of Skywalker. We know there's going to be a lot of time to talk and speculate. There's a lot to go in. This is just the teaser. And celebration at the time of this recording. Joseph and I still have a couple more days. Who knows what else they, re- they will release. Uh, they unveiled that mural, the final part of the mural. So beautiful. Uh, if you follow my my Kednapsock Instagram story. I started this idea of I'm going to take a picture of each section of the mural and put it on my story. An hour later, I was still posting it. Uh, that's how big and grand the mural was, but it was great to see that there right there in the end. Yeah, yeah. so beautiful and so much fun to walk past it mm-hmm. uh, in the convention center when it was yeah. still covered up. Yeah. You know. Our answers yeah. are there. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, the, there's no real answers on that. It's, 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 no, no, it's people not too we spoilery. Know. Yeah, it's yeah. not too spoil, spoilery at all. Um, love there. So there's going to be a lot of time to speculate. There's going to be more things to speculate on. Uh, Joseph, uh, Jennifer, and I are going to be together again recording soon, talking about all the stuff that's uh, emerged from Star Wars Celebration. And we're going to have a lot of time uh, to talk about our, our wild theories. And this is a fun time. And if you're out there listening, we, we sell our shirts and we give out stickers of Speculate Responsibly. That does not mean that we encourage you to not speculate. Nope. This is a fun time. We are just getting our first glimpses, and the world of possibilities uh, are out in front of us, so let's all dive into that along the way. Um, Joseph, this has been a fun trip so far. We're not even done. Yeah, this has been absolutely thrilling. It's it's just been great to be uh, just immersed in Star Wars and Star Wars fans Mm -hmm. and uh, lose my mind on the floor at all the action figures it is. Uh, my idea of the going to the better place <laughs> <laughs> is just row after row of Star yeah. Wars action and, and one of my goals is to get a good, uh, like an old Kenner Palpatine, and uh, that just, it wasn't because I knew any theme, it's just, but now seems real apropos, and you picked up one too. I, uh, yeah. yeah, I ran oh. to the floor after the panel, and I <laughs> bought uh, the Revenge of the Sith Emperor Palpatine, yeah. very good, and then I needed to, to feel like, I need to balance it out with something from the light side, <laughs> so I got some Black Series Porgs. Black Series Porgs, great. Darkness got- rises and light to it. You got that great infus nest, yeah. Uh, uh, which is you know this is uh, celebration's crazy. I passed Aaron Kellerman having breakfast in, in the hotel <laughs> lobby the other day and was so starstruck, but also not. It's like that can't be. That can't be. Yeah. And someone, a Christian Harloff, later on said like, 
Evan's uh, Nest was having breakfast in my hotel. I was like, I was her. Damn it. <laughs> um, so it's been great. Um, breakfast that will give birth to something new. Yeah. And, and we did have the live show the other night, and that recording will be released. And we talk often about how this is before the trailer. We don't know a lot of stuff. Uh, the live show was wonderful. Those who are listening now who attended the other night, I, Joseph and I cannot tell you how great it was and great experience. And, and Darina, uh, we speak for her as well as, a, as our special guest. She, she had a great time, too. It's so wonderful to meet uh, Force Center listeners amongst all the things we do. Joseph and I do a lot of things. Um, uh, content creation is the name <laughs> of the game. But when you come up and say, I listen to Force Center, it warms our hearts because this is our, our passion. Uh, we love it. So, uh, Joseph, I think we're about ready to sign yeah, out here. As absolutely. always, uh, if you want to join the conversation, have your wonderful, responsible speculations, uh, use the hashtag Force Center. Find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Like us on Facebook. T Public, get that shirt. Uh, Force uh, Force Center speculate response. It's on tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. Uh, Instagram, uh, we're there as well. And don't forget YouTube, where we got the da- uh, animated databank brawl. Brian Ward has been hanging out with us this yeah. celebration. He's such a nice guy, and he's a talented genius artist. Give that video a like on, on YouTube if you haven't had a chance to on our Force Center Facebook page. Patreon too, Joseph, where we're still spinning some magic. That's right. You can go to patreon.com slash Force Center. we got some uh, new tiers, new goals. Uh, we're going to be scheduling after we recover from Star Wars Celebration <laughs> to do uh, our next audio commentary. Yes, I'm so excited for that. Uh, and we, we we had the vote, right? Yes, yes. the yep. vote is yeah, yep. in, uh, A New Hope beat uh, Attack of the Clones by, I think, two votes. <laughs> two votes. By two meters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is great. So we're going to get back to the floor. We're going to talk to you guys more. This has been fun, and I can't wait. There's so much more leading towards Episode 9. That is it. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to this special Force Center Reacts to the Rise of the Sky of Rise of Skywalker teaser trailer. See, we'll learn new things. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.